These special editions of the podcast are brought to you in association with Red Army Bet. We all follow United. Shamu, ooh, 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 ooh. Shamu, ooh, 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 ooh. Welcome to the latest podcast. It's a bit different, this one. Um, very football themed. Um, I'm Andy Mitten. I'm with uh, my brother, Jonathan. Um, Jonathan was a footballer. I suppose the highlight of his career was scoring the penalty, which helped Altrincham get uh, promoted to the conference. But he was known in unpolitically correct terms as the non-league gypsy because he played at. Well, this podcast only got half an hour, and he played at just about every club in the northwest of England. And if uh, if he got offered ten pounds more, he'd take his caravan, be it from Ashton to Radcliffe or to Altrincham, or to wherever. With my little brother Sam as well. Um, Sam had a, Sam was on trial at United for seven weeks as a kid, and then he got a professional contract at Stockport County before doing his cruciate uh, with John Paul O'Neill. John Paul was on the um, podcast last year. Second or third most listened to podcast last year. A figure of intrigue. Um, FC United was John Paul's idea, and he also uh, he edited Red Issue for many years, and edited uh, Red Rebels which is the story of FC United and uh, our, f- our fifth person is Steve Price Steve's a Manchester City fan and he's been going to City for as long as I, I've known and we're, we're cycling from Barcelona to Manchester and we're trying to raise money to buy an ambulance for the hospice where our father died in, in November it's £40,000 and we've raised 18000 so far and we were going to do a few podcasts along the way and meet interesting people. I mean, just this morning, we were going to go and see Paul Power, the old Manchester City captain. He kindly invited us to see him, uh, but we, we've had to cut a corner because we, we're conscious that we're losing time and we're doing like 120 kilometres a day. And, and it's, it's hard work, I'll be honest. It's really hard work. We're on the fourth day now. We're in Carcassonne, which is a place to stop the night before the 99 final in Barcelona. Uh, with our dad in the same square where we were with him and that's just chance that that's happened we just knew we were stopping in Carcassonne for lunch Um, I'm probably struggling more than most I'm feeling alright today I vomited after the second day and at two in the morning I I can't carry on doing this but I had four hours sleep and woke up feeling better and then you see all the money coming in and it it lifts your spirits a bit but uh, we're, we're four days in now and we've done 350 kilometres from Barcelona to 1800 kilometres in total to, towards Manchester and we've raised at eight, 18 grand and we've got a shirt from Andy Robertson, one of his two shirts from Madrid which was up for auction, uh, Manchester City Football Club have given us a signed shirt from Sergio Aguero Manchester United have been really good as well, they've uh, given us one of the best lounges at Old Trafford to welcome us back um, on well supposed to be June the 24th that seems so so far away at the moment honestly it really does and we've just taken on a lot and we're just going to give it our best crack um, John Paul how have you found it so far uh, it's been alright really hasn't it <laughs> thanks for that description I'm glad to see that you used all your literary skills as a long time writer it's been alright really you not let me oh, I'll let you finish then <laughs> You can't laugh at your old jokes. It wasn't a joke. It's been a, oh, it's it's been it's like anything. I mean, we're, we're taking sixteen days to do it, aren't we? Just, I'm on red fruit. Just gonna 
there's going to be ups and downs, and uh, obviously, obviously we had had the headwinds the other day, which uh, was pretty hard going. And then yesterday it was freezing cold. You won't believe how cold it could be in south of France in the middle of June. I don't know what was the temperature. I'm not, I'm not John Ketley. Eight degrees apparently. But all oh, that wind going down them, going down the hills was something else. Freezing. I was I was shivering on my bike as I was, as I was riding. You sort of wanted a hill to go up just to get some heat up, get some heat in your body. But um, we got through it, didn't we? So you know, day four in the big bike ride house. Um, yeah. Tell us about. We've got a support staff of two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd call them support staff. <laughs> Murph for Old Trafford, who's a lad who's gone the match for years, and Dave Mitten, my dad's brother. Dave was Wigan Athletics kit man. He's brought his FA Cup winners medal from 2013, and um, they're helping us with the logistics. And you know, Dave knows how to organise a load of lads, and he's well. Hang on, they're helping us with the logistics, but between them, they can't work a sat nav. So obviously, you know, well, it's been it's been eventful, but it still not worked out why Dave has a, has an FA Cup winners medal. But I'm sure that story's coming. However, you weren't there, Andy, but in a Manchester airport when we were leaving, we're in the bar. Some little Irish kid comes up to say, "Kid, must have been 24, 25 and uh, he was asking him for a picture. And we're all sort of thinking, "Who's, who, you know, who does he think he's off the telly? Looks like some actor or something." And he goes, "You're Wigan Athletics kit man, aren't you?" And we're all there thinking, "Who's put him up to this?" And he genuinely recognised him from being Wigan's kit man. When, I mean, when did he leave that? About five years ago. How I don't know, and he rolls up his rolls up his trouser leg. He's got a big Wigan tattoo. I mean, must be the only Wigan fan in Ireland. But he has a, he has a picture of him. He says, "What what are you doing?" He says, "Oh, we're going off doing this uh, charity bike ride. Do you fancy putting in?" <laughs> he seems scarped then, doesn't he? <laughs> typical typical Wiganer. We'll get Dave on future podcasts. He's just going to find a laundrette, and. Um, Hopefully he'll find one. They struggled locating the campsite on the first day, so we arrived before him. But they've been a great help. They're giving up the time for free. It's a lot of time as well. It's 18, 19 days. And I think we need to kick up the arse that they give us, getting us organised, waking us up at 6 o'clock in the morning. We're sort of out the loop with football news at the moment. Sam, why are you doing this bike ride? Just to raise money for St Anne's Hospice, really, and do Dad proud. It's really tough. Too tough. For me, you're only doing half of it anyway. Well, yeah, to be fair, I'm only doing half of it. Steve, congratulations on Manchester City winning the league. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Very nice to hear it, especially from you, Andy. I don't mean it. I'd rather rather didn't win the league. Are you going to go on to mention the treble as well? Yeah, because you've never won it. Are you going to bang on on about one you won 20 years ago? (coughs) You've never won the treble like we have. What's your call? The Quadrophenes or something? I've seen something on the internet. What city are you putting up? Anyway, it's nice to look back over the last 20 years and it's also nice to look at what you've done this season as well, which I spend most of my time doing. But anyway, moving on from football... Right, no, I'll give you two minutes about City, right? You've, I, I respect you. You've watched City all your life. How good was this season for you? And I'm only giving you the two minutes because City have been really good with us, actually, okay. on, on this trip. So, how good has it been? Well, it was it was fantastic. There's no 
other way to describe it. Obviously, I, I enjoyed it immensely, as did all the other City fans. Um, high points were um, retaining trophies, because that's something I'm sure you're more, more than aware of we've never managed to do before. We've done that twice uh, this season, which was uh, phenomenal and a great feeling, having heard what that feeling's about from you lot 20 years ago or whatever. Um, Did it used to do your head in when most of your close mates were United fans going around the world watching United against the best teams in the world beating them and, and you would go to Port Vale and Gillingham yeah well it, when you first got your um, got your success through early 90s I was a student living in a student house with um, loads of United fans in the house <laughs> and it always it always bemused me how they always found money to go to Munich or Barcelona away but never had any money to buy any fucking toilet roll for the house but um, yeah, you know, the, those, those things grated a little bit. Um, from a personal point of view, it's been a long time waiting. But, you know, we finally got here and I feel like it's well deserved. Um, and yeah, we, like I say, it's, it's the retaining the trophies, which has been phenomenal. Everybody knows that Pep didn't have a fantastic uh, first season with us in terms of what he won. He showed, he showed what he can do with a team in that second uh, season. And if there was anything wrong with last season, it was the problem that nobody actually gave us a race. I know that sounds arrogant, but that was the fact, fact of the matter. Whereas this season's been very, very exciting right to the end. So, um, so yeah, I've, of course I've enjoyed it. And I'm enjoying it. I'm hoping for more next year. City fans, and you'll know this already, but City fans aren't best friends with, uh, with UEFA. I've not spoke to a single City fan who said... Who said Champions League is where it's at? I'm not bothered about the Premier League, so it's easy for us to say still want to win it, but more than happy with the domestic trouble. Why are you doing this bike ride? I love a challenge, you know that, Andy. As soon as you even said anything remotely about it, I was straight on it. Absolutely love love the challenge, love the idea of doing this. I've known you for however many years and we've done smaller things like this before. Never quite of this size, but we've done this kind of thing. And when we had an opportunity to do this, I latched onto it. I've known your dad since I and you were 11. So it's a great tribute to a great man. And that's always uh, nice to do. I think the fact that you three brothers are doing this for your dad and your uncles come, a, come, um, come along to do it is a huge family sentiment. And I'm happy to be part of it. George has just did a, a massive fart, not for the first time on this trip. Um, you were one of the FC United's first players, weren't you? Thinking back, what was the highlight of your career? 13 years as a non-league journeyman. Um, highlight of my career is probably nicking fags off Cy Carden. No, it was, uh, How many people can understand nicking fags off Cy Carden? It was uh, one of the highlights was scoring the penalty... Um, for Altrincham, um, being the top scorer for Ashton United in the Conference North before I moved on to Altrincham. Uh, yeah, probably the highlight. Didn't you, did, didn't you get sent off for, for smacking a scouser? Yeah, I got the. Um, I think I got the highest ever ban, eight eight games, and I was back page of the pink, I think, at the time. But yeah, that, uh, that hampered me. The, the start of my career at Ulti. And yeah, you went to Prescott, which is in Merseyside, and they had flags for you. The, <clears throat> I think the chairman's still got 
me and him arm in arm as his profile picture on um, <laughs> on Twitter, the fucking weirdo. You mentioned Cy Gardner, no one would have heard of him. He's a, he's a Stratford lad, he was known as Benson because he smoked Benson's and he was a good footballer. And you, you know that you mentioned him. I was, I was in Accrington a few weeks ago and John Coleman, the, the Accrington manager, was telling me about notable players who he played under him. He said, there was a lad called Simon Carden from Manchester. He said, I couldn't get him to do any of the team building exercises. And he just said, I don't care, sell me. No, no, you've got to do a song when you join the team. I'm not doing it, I don't care. He just wanted to have a sig, relax. But he said, he said, I got me 40 goals one season from midfield. Big player, do you remember him at FC, JP? Yeah, his qualities. Just midfielder. A bit like Skulls, I suppose. Dirty little bastard. Um, great finisher. Always always got on the end of stuff and in the box and just... Top, top player, yeah, definitely. What are you at United? When he was younger? What, his dad was a City fan? Was well, Simon United? No. Well, he once, he once got... St- he once um, fashion United he came on as a sub and then got got subbed after 15 minutes because he was blown out of his arse by uh, Jerry Quinn <laughs> but talking of carcass on I remember being here with Paul from Exeter in 99 and me and him pulled and Paul fell in love and carried on the the, the communication <laughs> right into a ring in the yeah his head went yeah so that's for you Mr Davis um we should speak a little bit about Manchester United. Um, there's not a lot been happening at all. And the end of the season was absolutely shocking. Uh, I can't see that there's a title challenge coming anytime soon. I'd broadly welcome the idea of uh, finally merging young English players, but only one so far. I think there's a... Still, the season starts bad, there will be... Revolution in the air. Um, Sam, how are you feeling about Manchester United at the moment? Gutted, really. <coughs> it's worse that City are doing well and the Scouts are doing well as well. Just puts Man, even bigger damper on it. What's happening? John Paul? What have the Scouts just done? Just won the European Cup, the 6 1. When was that? I must have missed that one. Were you, were, you not in in, <laughs> were you not in Madrid before it? I was in Amsterdam. I, was, I must have missed it. <laughs> were you not in Madrid before the game? Can't remember anything about that week. Sorry. How are you feeling about United, Jake? Ah, oh, to be honest, the league next season's Liverpool's to lose, as far as I can see. Bet. Fancy, yeah. Next season, I think Liverpool's to lose. So we had a good laugh at them losing it this year, but I'm braced. I'm braced for them. Claiming it next year, unfortunately. Um, United. It's hard to see. Hard to see United top four, really. Maybe just depending on what signings come in, but I don't think anyone's going to have any confidence. But, you know, things things change very quickly, don't they? It's, um, I remember the summer of 2006. Well, look at summer of 95 and 2006, sort of did, uh, discontent in the air. Few signings. And that 2006 was only carried, and uh, United, you know, we're on for the treble going into late April that season, weren't they? Lost to Milan and lost, lost the cup final, but won the league. Where never unfortunately Chelsea's to lose, so you never know. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be betting any money on United winning anything really next season. Maybe a cup, league cup or something. I don't know. 
We did have Rooney and Ronaldo then. Yeah, well, exactly. So there was a base there. Um, but the thing is, when United play well on, in the games that they do, when things come together, on the rare occasions this season, everyone gets giddy and thinks they look like a team and, you know, well, say Pogba's worth this and Pogba's world-class and all that nonsense. But there's too few in them days. So, you know, it's impossible to win win leagues or even finish top two, three when you have so many inconsistent players. How do you feel, was it now, four years since you stopped doing Reddish Shoe? Do, do you miss it? Uh, yeah, but no. I mean, the reasons we stopped it are probably all the more, all the greater. But, you know, I mean, I remember that first summer I was away travelling, but fixtures came out and I was looking through the fixtures thinking oh well that's when we do a mag that's when we do a mag that's when we did but it, ah, these days things go in different directions and you move on di- different things in life so the times I think oh we could do a great cover out of that or we could do a great thing with that you know whatever might be happening in United's world or with the Scousers City whoever but most of the time most of the time we made a decision and that's it you stick to it crack on Josh how are you feeling about Manchester United you were a lot of the games last season um, not optimistic Is um, I've not seen any signings yet so um, I don't think it'll be a good season I don't um, I don't think Pogba's a good influence I don't think Lingard's good enough you can probably go through three quarters of the team um, but until we start seeing signings it's hard to say really what's going to happen I don't, I don't, top six is I don't think they'll even get the top six um, but we'll see on that optimistic note we're in the um, main square in Carcassonne we've done 60 kilometres so far today we've got another 50 to do um, how are you feeling we've done 350k now of cycling um, how are you feeling dead I'm alright really to be honest but it's every day we're waking up not aching or anything which when I, I did um, John O'Goats Land's End a few years ago and I was doing 110 miles every day was 100 miles and that, that that's a big leap and you know, you're waking up your body's weary but um, I've not had that yet but what I did have about an hour ago before we before we came in at Carcassonne like some little woodpecker started pecking in, inside my knee so uh, <laughs> see how that goes but yeah I'm alright physically it's just obviously you, when you've been out all day you get that last hour no matter how far you've done you're feeling a bit weary just need I think we need a bit more food just nibbles to have late on in the afternoon to keep us going yeah, but good idea that I found the last hour really hard day before yesterday when the wind was coming in our face and then yesterday when we just had a big busy horrible road and yeah. I try and be like optimistic and mentally strong but the last hours of, of all three days because the first day was that 300 metre climb have been awful well, I think I think you'll find that easier as the tour goes on said that every day it's not getting any easier no it, no, it will do it, won't, it won't, didn't help the fact that you weren't weren't well for two of them um, and, it, and your, your body will adjust to it yesterday was different because we were freezing we were soaked to the bone after two hours so after 
seven hours or whatever we really were sodden and that that dampens your spirits as well as you know keeps your muscles cold so it will it will get easier in that last hour five five punches between us as well and um, we'll do more of these podcasts what um if you want you can send us questions into any of the twitters uh, be happy to to answer them as we carry on through we're going to head through Toulouse we we're going to meet a footballer there uh, tomorrow John Bostock John's John's a London lad playing in um, in Ligue 1 and he's up for meeting us uh, I just don't know if we're going to be able to because and I feel really bad Paul Power welcomed seven of us to his house today but we couldn't go because we're just racing against against the clock then we head towards Bordeaux and we turn right and head right up through rural France I mean France is massive if you think too much about it, it's pretty daunting. I suppose we should be getting more sleep than we're getting. How many hours sleep have you been getting? Where did you sleep last night, Sam? Oh, uh, in the communal bathrooms underneath the sink. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking rough. What? We've got we've got a camper van, but Sam's skewed his bed. The trick is to have at least three glasses of wine and then you can sleep through Murph's snoring. <laughs> Unless you've had them. If you wake up in the night, that's it. You're not going back to sleep. It's You're like done. Like it's like having a creature from the deep put underneath <laughs> you. It's like, you know, you, you try and scare your kids like monsters on the bed or, or whatever. Uh, yeah, and the camper van's rocking. You've got this, like, one-ear meeting call from Look, Murph. Give us, give us <laughs> Absolutely. Give us a demo. Do I, it. I, oh, give us a demo. I'll have to get... Yeah, I can't <laughs> it's like something out of a... David Attenborough... It's like a sea monster. Yeah. It's like the Loch Ness Monsters under your bed and just rocking rocking the camper van. It's absolutely scandalous. The, the other night, I had, to, I had to hit him with the pillow three times. It might have been four. And he's, he actually stops it for about 15 minutes at a time and then it starts up again. It wakes you up. And uh, at one point, he went, what, what, what's, up? What, what's up with you? And I went, stop snoring, mate. <laughs> We're all trying to sleep here. <laughs> Sam, what does it sound like? To be honest, I, I, I only heard it a bit last night. No, no, I've not, I've not heard it in full, full flow. As soon as it started, I just left last night. Conditions are tight in our camper van, but um, we've we've had we've raised eighteen and a half grand, eighteen thousand one hundred so far, and the offer for the Andy Robertson shirt is two seven fifty at the moment. So we've gift aid, we've gone over twenty thousand. I am. Um, and we'll, we're going to mention on these podcasts every single person who sponsors us over the next couple of weeks. Um, we've got our principal sponsors who basically offset all of our costs so that every penny donated can go towards this ambulance. Um, they are Red Army Bet and Meadows Gin. Uh, Meadows Gin is a gin company based in Urmston in Manchester. Uh, have you have you had have you tried any Meadows gin yet? No, no but that that guy from Frank Frankfurt is it? Stuttgart, Stuttgart was it? He's down for, he's down for about twenty <laughs> bottles, isn't he? Have you tried any JP? Uh, I've not actually. I will try it. I'm not I'm not a fan of gin at all. But um, yeah, I, I think we should tell. I think we should tell uh, your cousin Carl that we've got him an order from Mercedes Benz through this guy from Stuttgart. I believe I've not. If it tastes like Ermston Meadows, you know. I can imagine it's got the sweet aroma of uh, white dog shit, authentic white dog shit. But 
I'll have to try it. I've not tried it yet. <laughs> Joss, what do you know about Meadows Gin? Have you tried any yet? <clears throat> no, I don't really drink gin, but I know it's. I know it. It, it catches the taste of Ernst Meadows, especially near um, Devil's Drop. So yeah, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's nice though. Dave Mitt seems to like it. I think he's brought about nine bottles with him and got seven, seven left. I think we should get Murph to drink half a bottle and then get him on a podcast for having half a bottle of Meadows Gym. We need to get the wording for their advert that they did. It was the most verbose press release I've ever, I've ever, ever read about. I was inspired by the meandering fields of, of Ermston Meadows. You've ever been to Ermston Meadows? <laughs> the reality is slightly different. I've heard it tastes good, mind. How would you describe Murph and Dave, who were our logistics men driving around? <laughs> logistics? They've been in charge of Napoleon's army. Flipping out. What would have happened there? March on Moscow. But um, how would you describe Max and Paddy? I think is the, is the most accurate, something that could conjure up. At, Accurate image for the for any listeners, Max. I mean, how how they've how they've got where they have, even with three sat navs between them, I've not worked out because uh, <laughs> you have to. Well, you'll have to video them at one point. Yeah, we need to get them. We've got we to get a video of our um, very generous backup man. Um, cooked us a big spaghetti bolognese in the rain yesterday. Monday was, Monday was horrific and we come off the Pernies and I thought there was something wrong with my bike because the front wheel was shaking and I was pleased when everyone else said the same thing and what it was we were shivering that much and because we, we were just, just freezing just horrible just a horrible day and I can't even really say I'm enjoying it too too much because it's just just hard isn't it um, so we're going to crack on that <laughs> I'm going to go to a campsite um, heading towards Toulouse done 60k today we've got another 54k to go and we'll uh, we'll get some news get some football news for you from our contacts bring you a bit of depth to the next uh, next podcast uh, if you've got any questions for us please uh, send them in and we'll deal with them. And I hope you've enjoyed this very short United We Stand podcast. Till next time, goodbye. Visit redarmybet.com or download the app for all the latest United specials and enhanced odds. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans.